<laughs> Hello, and welcome to Balderdash Academy. I'm your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me is our faculty, Professor of Steam, Nate Green. Buenos dias! <laughs> Professor of Home Ec and Wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Bonjour! That's yes, Andy. Coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Coach Steve Corning. It's game time. Let's go. Whoop, whoop. And our six-time reigning champion, Professor of English Language Arts, Molly McGill. Well, hello there. <laughs> Hi. Our visiting professor today is Dave Champa. Dave is a podcaster and co-host Champa and Klein, the Airwolf years, and also make sure to check out Champa and Klein, the Knight Rider years, available on whatever your favorite podcast service is. He co-hosts with Greg Klein. He's also the co-host of Call Me Cordelia with Kristen Champa, who does hold a relation as his wife. Links in the description to all of Dave's podcasts. Now, Dave has agreed to be the scorekeeper tonight while our faculty members compete for the coveted reigning champion banner. They will compete in a series of competitive comedy games. And at the end of each, Dave will assign points to the competitor he feels is most worthy. He is not looking for the right answer and will likely not find it unless we Mm -mm. accidentally say it. (laughs) He's looking for the best answer. He's looking for the answer that he likes best. The points are arbitrary and can be given to anyone for any reason, at the end of the night, the faculty member with the highest points total will be named the reigning champion Ooh. and our current reigning champion. Defending her title, tied with Nate for the most wins, six-time reigning champion, Molly McGill. Oh, do you feel it? Six I feel time. it. It feels great. It feels good. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, let's do this. All right, it's time for our first pop quiz. Our first pop quiz of the night is from the champion herself, Professor Molly McGill of English Language Arts. Champ, what do you have for us? Mm, I like the sound of that. Champ. Hey, faculty. (laughs) Lovely to see you all. And welcome, visiting professor. So great to have you here tonight. As you all know, we always kick this thing off with a word of the day. So I am going to give our faculty a word, visiting professor. You will listen, I will recap, and you will decide whose answer you want to award points to. Are we ready, faculty? Yes. Yes. Let's go. Let's do this. A lot of nodding. Tonight's word (laughs) is bibble. Tonight's word is bibble. 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 Bibble is tonight's word. Marie, what do you got? Um, it's um, it's a it's a skill of its own. Um, we all we all have missed sports recently, and the NBA is doing things again. That's really cool. Um, but there's been this new YouTube movement with babies who are playing basketball, and when the babies are moving down the court, they are bibbling. 
It is a bibble. They are moving down the court. They are. It's a baby dribble. They are bibbling down that court. It is babies dribbling basketballs. Dribbling and drooling. Love it. Steve, That's what do you got? Right. Oh, honestly, I was going to go in a similar direction here. This is what I believe it is. Um, this is when uh, tourists come to Maine and they're having that classic Maine dinner, which is, you know, a lobster and fixins, right? Um, mm-hmm, now, yeah. with that lobster, oh, yeah. they always give you that fancy Maine bib, right? Um, but f- lobster is obviously famous for making you drool a bit of uh, of of butter out of the side of your face. So uh, dribbling some drool onto your bib is what I like to call a little bit of bibble. Aha, uh-huh. lovely, lovely. Bob, what do you got for us? So bibble is an ancient word, and it's actually the precursor to our babble. Uh, what bibbling is, is simply a non-consonant ver, uh, form of babbling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's of all vowels. And sometimes why? Exactly. So a classic bibbling is... Excellent. Thank you. And Nate, you want to cap us off here? What does bibble mean? Uh, it's actually a term of endearment that uh, Mrs. J.R.R. R. Tolkien gave to her husband, Mr. J.R.R. R. Tolkien. Uh, and it's how he came up with the name Bilbo Baggins. Uh, and it was his, he was her little bibble. And they, when they got into bed at night, they just, they were like, oh, my little bibble. (laughs) And he's like, Bilbo. And then he just ran off to war and wrote a book. Wow. Yes, that was definitely a good story. Okay, Dave, (laughs) let's see what we got here. We have what they believe bibble means. Mm. We have Marie with a baby basketball down the court, a little bibble dribble. We have Steve's bib dribble from the drippings from a slurp and a lobster. We have Bob's multiple vowel gibberish. And we have Nate's lover's name and author inspiration. How do you want to score this? <laughs> Boy, uh, so I'm I'm gonna give Marie. So I have a I have a lovely score system going on here mm. that I've been working with. Uh, awesome. It's 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 highly it's highly convoluted, and it's what my co-host Greg and I used when we were rating episodes of Knight Rider. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna give Marie a sleek leather jacket. Ooh, Ooh. that sounds which nice. Is, awesome. Which is the equivalent of about three hundred points. Wow. Because the idea <laughs> in my head, I, 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 the idea of babies playing and doing anything will always bring a smile so to my face. So I, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, Nate, uh, Nate, I'm going to give you a Michael Knight perm, Ooh. which that is about even better. <laughs> which is the equivalent? It's about it's a hundred points uh, because. I'm a big fan of Tolkien, and that just feels like something that his wife would coin as a term for him. Uh, so I really yeah. appreciated that. And I'm also on the third book with my 10-year-old. We're reading the, the trilogy right now, Lord of the Rings. So nice. um, it's always nice to see that. Uh, and I think that's where I'm going to score it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it with those two right that's there. That's good. Nice. That is Thank some you. wonderful scoring. I love that creativity there. Well, faculty, as always, you have not studied your vocab words, but I still love you. Just so you can move Thanks. on without complete embarrassment in your life, let me tell you what it means. 
bibble means people that eat or drink noisily. So if you're, say, mm. out at a restaurant and somebody in the table next to you is just kind of slurping and glurping away. Okay. A little bit of bibble going on. Slurping Pretty and glurping. Thanks, Marie, for that little bit of bibble. A misophonia trigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So before we move on to what to the next game, I'm going to spin an opening question from the Balderdash randomizer. Ooh. This is a game that we call 30 seconds or less. Uh, so the questions can be anything from uh, random trivia to uh, uh, stuff about your career. Anything. You have 30 seconds to answer. And our first question. Okay, this is definitely one for our coach to uh, to rally behind you with. Uh, Dave, what is your favorite sandwich and why? Uh, that's a good question. <sighs> well, I know my, my favorite sandwich? Okay, so really what it boils down to is now I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about the fact that they consider a hot dog a sandwich. I'm I'm in I'm in the I'm in the group of that that a hot dog, it can be considered a sandwich to some, but to others I would say that it, it, it depends on where you put it. If you if you cut the hot dog horizontally and then you put it between, if you don't put it between a hot dog bun, you put it between two hamburger buns. You butterfly the hot dog and then you put it down and then you you kind of you make it into it, make it look like the sandwich because if you put it on a hot dog bun. It's not gonna have the same feeling as a true sandwich. So while I do feel like a hot dog mm. is not a sandwich, you can have those variations. But I would absolutely believe that a hot dog on a hamburger bun is the ultimate sandwich. Hundred percent. Spatchcock your hot dog. Oh, that's hot dog that's yes. all right. Yeah, ultimate sandwich. Okay, that's, that's like hot dog blasphemy. That is. It's a crossover. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. <laughs> never had. Never had sauerkraut. What? Oh. Sorry. Okay. All right. So try it. Our first game is called Four Questions. So Dave is a connoisseur of archetypal 80s media. And so in honor of our visiting professor, tonight's four questions will be about the show Knight Rider. Remember that Dave Great. is not looking for the correct answer, but the best answer. Question number one. Glenn, Lar Glenn A. Larson, the show's creator, uh, as well as the creator of Battlestar Galactica and Magnum P.I., based Knight Rider on what? What is Knight Rider based on, Nate? Uh, it is based on his brother, Gary Larson's comic strip, The Far Side. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic comic. Great answer. Mm -hmm. Marie, what do you have? Um, it was a reoccurring nightmare from childhood. Um, many, many years of, sorry, Molly, many, many years of therapy. Um, the reoccurring, it, it just, the writing was laid out for him. He dreamt it all before. That is sad and horrifying. Steve, what do you have? Uh, he was a big fan of uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, obviously, and big fan <laughs> of the poem about Paul Revere, famous knight rider. And uh, he's like, <laughs> my favorite thing about the poem is obviously Paul Revere's mullet. What can I do with that? And that's kind of mm. what uh, became Knight Rider. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. So, you know, business in the front, adventure in the back. Molly, what do you have? Well, uh, he had a car fetish. 
So he just wanted to really find out some way that he could get a car. And his biggest fantasy was that it could talk back to him while driving. So he really wanted to personify that. Hey, we all have our own things. Don't judge. And so that is where the idea came from. The leather jacket was an obvious go to. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. And his dream was eventually fulfilled with the reboot of the Battlestar series. So, Dave, we have uh, Nate with uh, inspired by his brother, Gary Larson. We have Marie with a recurring nightmare. Steve is a fan of Longfellow's Midnight Ride of Paul Revere and Molly with a car fetish. The uh, answer was actually it was inspired by the Lone Ranger and Hal from 2001, A Space Odyssey. There you go. Uh, And he also added a nod to his other series, with the face of Kit and the strobing red lights at the eyes of the Cylon. Yeah. All right. So, of Dave, course. how would you like to score? All right. So Nate is going to get an oversized belt buckle uh, for the far <laughs> side for the far side reference. Uh, that's about two hundred points. So uh, Nate gets that. Uh, Steve, remind me, what was your answer again? <laughs> uh, Paul Revere's mullet. Ah, yes. Uh, Steve is also going to get an oversized belt, belt buckle. Um, just because any reference to Paul Revere is good in my book, um, Molly, what was yours? I car fetish. Car fetish. She had a thing for cars. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm gonna actually um, I'm gonna give you a modifier. So I'm gonna give you an alpha circuit, which is a deduction of fifty points mm. okay. for that for that right. response. That's, tough, yeah. um, That's hard hitting. Uh, right. Early early season one, Night Rider had Kit. De- um, every time he broke down, something would destroy his alpha circuits which is where that came into play. So I'm going to demerit that. Um, car fetishes are just it's just strange. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no judge. Uh, and um, Marie, what was yours again? Uh, reoccurring Nightmare. Ah, the Reoccurring Nightmare. So there was an episode where, where Michael Knight actually was, was suffering from delusions over the course of the episode, which actually turned into his coworker having fever dreams on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I appreciated that response. So I'm actually going to give you a sleek leather jacket for that yes! response. About 300 points on that one. I got two jackets. All right. Uh, fever dreams used to be the name I danced under. Ooh. Question number two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're gonna wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Where did star David Hasselhoff and the voice of Kit William Daniels first meet? Where did they first meet, Marie? What do you have? Uh, it was at a it was at a con fest. Con, it was at a convention. Uh, con, uh, yeah, they were there. Uh, you want to try David out Hass- some more letters after that prefix, or just uh, conflagration? Is no. <laughs> you know, there's like PAX festivals and Comic Con and all the things? Con. They were at yeah, a, a festival. Yeah, a convention. Yes, yes. that's the full yeah. word. Um. And uh, David Hasselhoff and the other guy were uh, there William promoting Daniels. other yeah. William Daniels. Yes, the two of them were there promoting other things. They met, and it was like magic. They knew they were meant to work together at a convention. Great answer, Steve. What do you have? Um, they both uh, were at a, uh, a bar. <clears throat> two gentlemen uh, have trying to have a nice drink, hanging out, chilling, 
they ended up getting into an argument which turned into a classic bar fight with the the smashing the bottles over the head and and throwing chairs mm-hmm. and uh you know the bouncer intervening and th- you know that's how they kind of understood each other on that kind of metaphysical level was uh beating the shit out of each other mm-hmm. all right makes sense a bar fight molly what do you have uh, they actually met at the dog park. So when you're bringing two actors together, you really want them to kind of form a relationship, get to know each other, feel comfortable. So when they're working together, you can feel that on screen. So they said, hey, I, I got a mini Doberman Pinscher. You have a Chihuahua. Let's go to the dog park and let them romp around. So that is where they met. And they, the dogs just got along just great. And they knew that they'd get along specially as well. All right, so they proverbially, proverbial, yeah, that was right. <laughs> Convention. I said they're right the first time. Basically, they sniffed each other's asses. Nate, yeah. what do you have? Exactamundo. Uh, so, um, I, I, I don't call him by his real name, Daniels, whatever. I call him Mr. Feeney because that's who he was on Boring Meets of World. Course. And, of course. Um, so Mr. Feeney yeah. was attending uh, Ben Savage's birthday party and out walks the clown. It's actually David Hasselhoff mm. um, in his full Baywatch gear, dressed as a clown yes. with clown makeup and everything. Um, oh. They kind of, they really connected um, because of Mr. Feeney's ability to make uh, balloon animals. Uh, then, they, So they sent a letter back in time so that way they could start this show. <laughs> All right. So, so Nate... <laughs> They met and hit it off well after the show started. Yes. <laughs> Good answer. All right. It's possible. So, uh, Dave, we have Marie with they met at a convention. We have Steve. They met at a bar fight. Molly, they met in a dog park. And Nate, they met well after the show started in the future. Uh, I hate to say it, but Nate's actually right. Um, <laughs> they met. At the company Christmas party, well after the show had already started. That's really funny. Um, They never worked together (laughs) at all during the series. Um, So William Daniels would only take, he'd be in the studio for each episode, maybe an hour a week. Yeah. So Time travel. um, (laughs) uh, Alan, why don't you put the quotes up? Which you won't see, but the audience will. So so good. (laughs) Um, So good. Dave, how would you like to score? So I really liked the every single one of those responses got a nice little chuckle out of me. I really appreciated them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna divvy it up. I'm gonna go Marie, Molly, and Steve are all gonna get a tight red turtleneck. Ooh, baby. So it's about four hundred about four hundred points each for those for the three of you guys. Uh fantastic and that was Nate, job. Molly and Steve? Uh Marie, Steve, and Molly. Marie. Uh, gonna get uh, each gonna get a tight a tight red turtleneck. Uh, Nate, because time travel has come into play a lot um, on the Night Rider Years podcast um, for one reason or another. Nate, I'm going to give you a glistening Trans Am for 500 points. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I didn't know those were on the table. Oh, they are now. They are now, buddy. They are now. That's that's huge. (laughs) That sounds like something you could buy no questions asked at the back of my massage parlor. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a glistening Trans Am. That's all you ever order. Speaking... Speaking of glistening transams, Kit, the iconic car in Knight Rider, stands for Knight Industries 2000. Hmm. But that wasn't the original name of the car. In pre-production, it was called something else. What was the name of the car? Steve, what do you have? 
Uh, it was still called Kit, um, but it stood for Keith Igloo. Uh, tomorrow, tonsils. Tonsillitis. Sorry, Keith Igloo. Tomorrow, tonsillitis. Sorry, I got. Sorry, I got to remember this. So Keith Igloo, of course, was the um, the did the sound direction for the show, and uh, okay. he was just kind of jotting down ideas, but he had just gotten done. Um, with some oral surgery, so he was still on some drugs. So what he wrote down was K-I-T-T, so for Keith Igloo, uh, tomorrow tonsillitis, because uh, that was just what his, his feverish brain was telling him to write. The producers then had to f- kind of figure out what else got, that could stand for, because it was too confusing for test audiences. It was like a Marvel comic where they come up with a name and then desperately try to find the acronym to go how can we make it? this work? <laughs> You really want to name the group Pennsylvania? Okay. All right, so Molly, what do you have? Um, the original name for Kit was actually Eamon. Uh, Eamon was his name. It was uh, William Daniel's uh, son was just born, uh, and he was okay. really, really inspired um, and moved by the birth of his son. And so he was like, I'm naming, I'm naming this main character car after my boy. And that's what he did. But then when the rewrite happened and it came around and he was dealing with changing diapers and stuff, he decided to change it. Yeah. It would also make when the car goes evil, really conflicting. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Named him after his son. (laughs) Nate, what do you have? Uh, They named it Ka. Uh, K-A. And uh, that was because Kool-Aid was a huge sponsor at the time. And every time the car... (laughs) ran through a wall, it would go, oh, yeah! <laughs> um, Kool-Aid eventually backed out, and uh, Mr. Feeney didn't like that catchphrase, so they changed it to Kit. Oh, yeah! Which makes sense. Yeah. So Kool-Aid with a C. Marie, what do you have? Uh, they just called it Night Rider, and they realized that that was pretty anticlimactic and confusing because mm. it was also the name of the show, so they revamped and made it part of the part of the acronym title kit makes a lot of sense so we have steve with keith igloo tomorrow tonsillitis (laughs) molly with eman (laughs) nate with ka which it's you know that tested huge in massachusetts (laughs) (laughs) with knight rider the actual answer was tat T-A-T-T, which stood for Trans Am 2000, which makes me feel like it was a, a missed opportunity to to put out a sequel car and call it Tattoo. T- oh, oh okay. so, I was going to say tit for tat. Would, it'll be a little <laughs> tattooing, I guess. If it was a Fiat, it would be a tattooini. <laughs> tit for tat seems like a weird bartering system at a tattoo parlor. Tit for tat. I mean, <laughs> you give me a tit, I'll give you a tat. <laughs> Let's get Dave, how would you like to score? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Steve gets a Michael Knight perm for the, ex- the excruciatingly long convoluted response. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Molly, 100? it's a hundred. Yep. Uh, Molly yep. is also going to get a Michael Knight perm uh, because nice. I did. I did really appreciate that familial uh, twist on the story. Uh, Marie is going to get an oversized belt buckle. For yes. uh, for for the Knight Rider answer, and uh, Nate, you are also going to get a Michael Knight perm for yours. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kool Aid Man. And oversized belt buckle was two hundred, right? Correct. 
This is fun because I'll have no idea who's in the lead because uh, no, I know. Already, already <laughs> forgotten what the value Honestly, is. Honestly, I'm just imagining myself in a sleek red turtleneck with two leather jackets right now. Is all that I'm sounds yeah. very cool. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our final question for four questions: the show's iconic opening theme was composed by Stu Phillips. This part of the song. Are you ready? What was that based on? That section was based on what? Molly, what's your answer? Uh, it was based on uh, Wilson Phillips, uh, his sister, uh, all of his sisters in the group, Wilson Phillips. Um, they were just uh, doing a little vocal warm up on the day and they're and he was like, that is the jam. And so he went right to his synthesizer, busted it out. Next thing you know, great song. Inspired mm. on the sister sizer by his sisters. Nate, what do you have? Uh, this was inspired by. Um, well, he was he was going through the drive through at Dairy Queen and um, in his Trans Am, and he's like, "Could I order?" And they're like, "Wait, wait, dun, 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 dun. go!" And then he ordered his Blizzard. Um, but that stuck with him. It was an earworm. It got in there, um, and he just drove up. In that amount of time from ordering to, to picking it up, he created that little portion. Uh, and then he picked up his Kool-Aid Blizzard. The only type of worm you want oh. in your Blizzard. Marie, what's your answer? Um, good friend Stu here was a big fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, specifically Phantom of the Opera, which could be considered a rock opera. There's quite some jamming riffs in there. Uh, heard, heard a piece of it? Felt inspired and went off to write immediately. Andrew Lloyd Webber. All right. So he was your angel of theme song. Steve, what do you have? All right. So our guy, Stu, uh, unfortunately, got volunteered to accompany uh, Keith Igloo on his uh, colonoscopy. He had just gotten his tonsillitis, got his tonsils out. This time he was going to colonoscopy. He he composed this based on the feelings he felt seeing uh, Keith Igloo walk out of that colonoscopy, still kind of sweating from the drugs. Um, He composed that kind of in his brain. And that's, uh, we got to thank Keith Igloo for all of this. All right. So. That makes sense. Colonoscopy. <laughs> Somebody's going to drive you home. It's true. That makes sense. We have Molly inspired by his sisters, Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Phillips. We have Nate with a DQ Blizzard earworm, Marie with a Andrew Lloyd Webber theme, and Steve with drove him home after a colonoscopy. All answers. The real answer. <laughs> you can't argue with that. The real answer that it was based on Leo Delib's ballet, Sylvia, and specifically the uh, third act's Cortage de Bacchus. Oh, that was the Mm. best third act. Love a good Bacchus. Dude, I love a good Bacchus. So the original? Yeah, I can do that. That's nice. That's my jam. And the original, original. Yeah, just add a little. Yeah, I got it. Right. I got it. Feel it. So, Dave, how would you like to score? Oh boy, um, the colonoscopy is going to get. Uh, I, I got to give. I got to give a, a fifty point demerit for the colonoscopy. So, Steve, <laughs> you're, you're going to have a. You got to get tough, an alpha circuit on that one. No, I, um, I feel your pain. 
And if I could remember the Do other three mind? responses, Nate, so <laughs> I, I'll read it back to you. Yes. We have Molly was inspired by his sister's Wilson Phillips. Nate had a DQ Blizzard earworm. And Marie was Andrew Lloyd Webber's theme, was it was inspired by. Perfect. Okay. So Marie is going to get another perm uh, because got to love, got to love the musical references in any capacity. Uh, Nate you. is, Nate's going to get another perm. Uh, because I'm oddly curious about what a Kool-Aid blizzard would taste like. Yeah. I'm not. Really, yeah, really not. interested to see what a Kool-Aid blizzard is. Oh, so it would no. taste like college and regret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and Molly, because my wife is a huge Wilson Phillips fan, I'm going to give you a sleek leather jacket on that one yeah. um, for that response. So well done. Nice. All right. Hey, Bob. Did you yes. say college and regret, or did you say collagen regret? <laughs> regret. That's honestly you know, what I heard, too. Could go either way. are accurate. Okay. Both <laughs> are, I said and college and regret, but okay. frankly, it's a description for both, so yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So our points are, I am in last place with zero points. Next, Whoa. we have Steve with 650. Okay. Molly with 850. Nate with 1,000. And Maria's in the lead with 1,200 points. Whoa. So, okay. well done. Join us for a conversation with Dave Champ, a podcaster, actor, movie runtime enthusiast, when we return to Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! <laughs> <laughs> Meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge every other Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. So we are here today with visiting professor Dave Champa. Dave is a podcaster. He's uh, the co-host of Champa Inclined, The Airwolf Years. And prior to that, you should definitely check out Champa Inclined, The Night Rider Years, as well as Call Me Cordelia. It's an Anne podcast that he co-hosts with his wife, Kristen. He's a dad. He loves camping. Uh, he loves his family, and he has an extensive VHS collection. Mm. I do too, except it's holding up shelving in my office right now. <laughs> so, Dave, welcome to Balderdash Academy. Thanks, guys. I'm so excited to be here. This has been—I've uh, been looking forward to this for actually a long time since I knew that the Yay. show was uh, kicking off. Nice. Really excited. Well, you definitely fit for a number of reasons. So, well, the first thing I want to—I want to talk to you about is I, I listened to your interview on faculty member uh, Randy Hunt has a podcast. We all have a story. You can mm -hmm. check it out. Um, and you were talking about your love of the 80s and the shows that you were thinking of doing. Um, so Knight Rider, Airwolf, what attracts you to 80s adventure TV? So I don't think I mentioned, but prior to Knight Rider, uh, my, uh, my co-host Greg and I had actually done the entire seven season run of MacGyver. Um, yes. Prior to that, um, on, a, yes! on, a, on an entirely separate thing. Um, actually, Nate was on about five or six episodes of that show. Uh, awesome. It was so but, fun. 
But did you have a pocket knife? I uh, actually, my co-host Greg <laughs> made made bought me this right after we closed the show. He got me a Swiss awesome. Army knife. Um, and links to everything is are in the description. Yes, Ooh, Swiss Army knife link. Swiss, yes. <laughs> sure. Okay, good. I'll, I don't know where to buy one. I'll hook you up with Victorinox. Why not? <laughs> not a sponsor, though, if you'd like to. <laughs> I mean, sure. We'll take anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying, you were saying you did a uh, uh, night, not night ride. You did um, MacGyver. Uh, MacGyver. Yep. Um, the thing about the eighties is that, you know, we, we, Greg and I talk about this all the time and this is what's the biggest, it's such a time capsule era that can really never be replicated. There's just so much, there's so much fun in like just free spirits, free spirit in, in, in any show we watch, especially, you know, it's just, there's stuff you can't really do nowadays. And it's just so much fun to look back and realize like this stuff is so much fun to watch and, and just to be a you know obviously we're a part of a very little part of that but um it's just a blast it's such a fun little time capsule to look back on and say wow they really did that back then you know it's 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 absolutely phenomenal to do this and we're we're hoping to continue for as long as we can for as many 80 shows as we can get under our belt or at least get your hands of a lot of them you can't you can't find it right now. Right, right, Many absolutely, them, yeah. absolutely. One of the shows we were looking to do after we had done Night Rider, uh, before we decided on Airwolf, was um, T.J. Hooker, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. the William Shatner cop procedural. the The series, yeah. the complete series package, is so expensive, and it, it's not found anywhere else. And they don't have full seasons anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's really difficult to find. But uh, I think. But then, I mean, you you look at some of the more obscure stuff, like. Manimal, uh, V, yeah, V, you can finally get now, yep. but um, anything like that, stuff that growing up at that time period, I mean, I was a kid, I, I was uh, at elementary school mm-hmm. all through the 80s and I loved it, yeah. Um, so it, it was almost like they were shows built specifically for me with that over the top naive naivete that we had in the 80s, and I think it was needed because. At any moment, we expected to kind of die in a holocaust. Just a big fiery, you know, you're not there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Have fun mm-hmm. today. I'm so glad things um, have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Simply uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I worked yeah. The- through most of the Cheers series. I think that started in the 80s, but is it mostly 90s? Yeah, and so the thing, Cheers, yeah, Cheers was like late eighties, early nineties. So the thing about to me Greg, too. Yeah, the, the the thing about Greg <laughs> with with choosing television shows is Greg hates sitcoms uh, of of any capacity. Because at one point, I wanted to do the Golden Girls mm-hmm. a, a, as a, as a show. I wanted to run that for a couple of years, but he hates sitcoms so passionately that there was just no way I was going to convince him to do anything but like just like the strict eighties action. Uh, action adventure shows i just want to get you on the record um are you ever gonna consider doing uh quantum leap oh so i so we just we we talked about quantum leap for quite quite a while i think the problem with quantum leap is it's it it spills too far into the 90s for us to to truly cover it the reason we did macgyver was because five of the seven seasons were mid to late 80s and then they did the tv movies in 94 and then that was it so we did we felt like that was close enough to the cusp mm. we're strictly 80s so what's your favorite 80s tv show yeah exactly Tomundo. what's your favorite? you know i have to say 
for all my for for as much crap as we gave the show, I really have to say I think Knight Rider might be right at the top of my list for my one of my faves. <laughs> I have no recollection of this show from when I was a child. Of course, you know, it debuted in 82, the year I was born, and it went off the air when I was 4. So I have no recollection, but I have to put this show right up near the top of my list. It is just balls to the wall there's just nothing nothing believable obviously nothing believable about it but <laughs> it's 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 so fun to watch and it's so enjoyable way more so i think than we ever had with seven seven years of macgyver uh macgyver mm. just got stale which is probably why knight rider was only lasted four seasons you ran out of they ran out of ideas like halfway through there's yeah. what else can you do with a talking car that shoots oil slicks out of his tailpipe and smoke screens people you know i think molly's got an idea what you could do that was a pixar movie (laughs) why why didn't they just put like kit in retirement make him an rv that does cool tricks you see now Uh, what a phenomenal follow-up series that would be michael and kit retire (laughs) just transfer his consciousness into an rv and they just drive they just drive the country together doing nothing i mean it's like what he did with baywatch nights Yes. yes. <laughs> there was a series very similar to Knight Rider that was basically that concept, but instead of an RV, it was a modular big rig that also turned into a helicopter. So, I mean, the, Knight Rider spawned a ton of spinoffs, particularly oh. in the 80s. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, Yes. Chitty <laughs> Chitty Bang Bang. Yes. Yeah. bang. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about time travel. Oh, right? dude, the crossover would be uh, incredible. Can you imagine Dick Van Dyke like hopping out of Kit and just like with his long legs? All right. <laughs> we typically don't do a question in this segment, but who wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? And what else did he write? Michael Knight. <laughs> Ian Fleming Andrew Lloyd and Weber. James Bond. <laughs> really? Oh, James Bond. Oh, you go. That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. So um honestly that's a good crossover. It would be, yeah. One of the weird things about growing up in the eighties is realizing when I was in college that my biggest role model growing up was a character in a half hour toy commercial. Right? <laughs> like, that explains so Optimus much about you, Prime, Bob. Right? <laughs> it does. But it does I think most Gen Xers have that where the kid the people that they're the characters that we looked up to in eighties media were your cartoon toy commercials, were your Optimus Prime or your Duke or your Snake Eyes? Which is a good um, question. D- Dave, do you review cartoons of the 80s? Because those are epic. Thundercats, ho. Uh, you know, I really did want to, I wanted to do a cartoon series. And, and at one point, my 10-year-old my and I, uh, last summer, we started reviewing all the classic episodes of ALF. And it's something that I want to continue with her because she loves to podcast just like kind of just to come down and talk with me for a half an hour a week. So I I have to come Uh up with the right 80s cartoon for her because she's not an animated fan. But if I found the right one for her, like a Thundercats, I think that would fit so perfectly. What about Fraggles? What about Fraggles? Fraggle Rock Rock would be a really good one. Absolutely. Fraggle Rock isn't a cartoon. That's what he well, said. Well, no, but it's still a kid's show. Puppet. So, yeah. what, looking at all of those like forced commercial role models that we had as a kid, at least from the 80s, you as an adult, which one would you look at now as an actual role model from those adventure shows of the 80s? Uh, you know, if, if I... any. <laughs> I mean, other than Kit. Right, Other, right. Because uh, who didn't want to be who didn't want to be the car? Um, I'm definitely not yeah. going with Michael Knight based on what I know of him over four years. Um, honestly, 
I really, I really appreciate the fact. I, I going back onto the Night Rider, Devin Miles, who he's he's the, the the director of the Foundation for Law and Government. He's Michael's supervisor. He just has this stateliness about him. Just this everything is. It's just it's this responsibility kind of all falls on him, and that's sort of how I feel specifically. Like as as a dad and, and a husband, like I feel this level of responsibility. You know, as as a family man. And it really resonated, like watching Devin parent Michael <laughs> over the course of four years. You know, there's almost every single episode Michael Knight is trying to go on vacation just so he can be on a boat in the middle of the Caribbean with a bunch of women. But every time, every <laughs> I mean... time, right before he's about to get there, Devin calls him on on the video phone on the car and calls him immediately back to a mission, almost like he knows that he needs to keep Michael out of trouble. And that's I've always kind of I always I'm watching Devin in the show, realizing like, wow, I kind of do not to that extent, but that's sort of like that level of responsibility falls with me as well kind of being that parent figure to everybody i did not think you would talk about your you didn't think i'd say that (laughs) no No, i thought you were gonna go with uh murdoch from macgyver why would i be murdoch i don't know i just thought you really connected with him because i'm a master of disguise yeah oh oh, okay in an enigma Oh, I appreciate that, Nate. Thank you. Are you guys going to go into a breakout session? <laughs> we might. <laughs> Dave, you mentioned your family. Tell us about uh, the podcast that you host uh, with your wife. Tell us about uh, Call Me Cordelia. So that was birthed about two and a half years ago. I had always wanted to do something with my wife in podcast form. She, since day one, since I started four years ago, she wanted nothing to do with any any of the podcasts. She wanted absolutely nothing. She couldn't stand the fact that I yeah. every week I would watch an episode of MacGyver or Knight Rider, come downstairs. She had wanted nothing to do with it. So I just I kept thinking I need to do something and I want her to be involved. And so I tried to I, for it took me almost six months to figure it out. I was like, what is something she loves more than anything? Anne of Green Gables. Ah. <laughs> Why the heck not? So I asked her. I was like, you know, what if we just started just as a just for fun. Let's just start an Anne of Green Gables podcast. We'll do the original miniseries from the 80s. We'll do the TV show that was on Disney Channel. We'll go all over all iterations of Anne, yep. the books. And from day one to now, it is it is kind of swept the country. Like, not the country, but we have so many listeners and no, so, many, so many dedicated fans of this show that sort of took off from day one that it's just become like everybody... Like, it's just this thing that we love to do together now. It's just a really good reason. You know, our lives are so hectic that it's really nice just to take an hour and a half out of our week, sit downstairs and just talk. You know, it's kind of the whole yeah. show has kind of morphed into less about Anne of Green Gables. A lot of people say that they they come for the Anne talk, but they stay for the, the back and forth because um, a lot of the times we end up just getting in uh, civil arguments over the course of the show. <laughs> so a lot of people say that they, they come for the Anne, but they stay for the they stay for the arguments and they stay for the banter because that's really what the whole show has turned into uh, is just the two of us, you know, batting back and ch- bat- batting back and forth with each other over the course of an hour and a half. Um, I'm wondering if if your wife is anything like me and that when I first watched the miniseries of Anne of Green Gables mm-hmm. that I bought, I got out of the library. Um, uh, Gilbert. 
She's a Gilbert stan. Be still my heart. Like, first yes. crush ever. Yes. It roped me right in. What a genuine human he is. So <laughs> so I'm just wondering, is your wife she, feeling similar she to She is. It's funny because we had this we had this back and forth for the first couple episodes, whereas she was very much about Gilbert Blythe. Um, I had a weirdly unhealthy obsession with Richard Farnsworth, who played Matthew Cuthbert. <laughs> like, oh! absolutely... <laughs> could not get over that like loved him loved him loved him and it's funny so she she grew up watching it on the vhs from the pbs commercials you know the pbs telethons so she obviously she would record them off the off the television and watch them and so that's where her obsession started mine actually started as a it was a sick it was a sick day i was home it was before we got married she's like you know what you'd really like honey just just throw this on the (gasps) throw this in throw this in the dvd player you'll love it and I remember she texted me about an hour and a half into the show, and she goes, how's it going? And I think I just texted her back and said, shh, because I was so thoroughly engrossed in the show. Um, but, you know, Cordelia has kind of taken on a life of its own. We have we have gotten the opportunity to interview two, uh, two stars of the show. Um, over the last year, the first within our first six months, we got an email from Sullivan Entertainment, the company that produced and directed the shows, oh, yeah. to interview Kevin Sullivan, the director of the original four miniseries. Mm. So we like okay. within six months, we got the opportunity to like talk to him about his process in creating the miniseries and what his thoughts going into it were. And it just this whole show has kind of taken on a life of its own, and it's a blast. We went to PEI last summer with a couple of friends, and we did a oh. bunch of episodes out there. Yeah, it's really been so it's cool. really been crazy the way that that show has taken off. Nice. Yeah. It's the you, perfect sick day it is. all day show. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any crossover fans between what you and Dave, what you and Greg do and Cordelia? No, in fact, okay. I tell our listeners of, <laughs> I tell I tell our listeners on Cordelia, don't don't waste your time in going over to that other. Don't do that. Don't don't if you have if you have one thought about who I am as a person, just keep listening to Cordelia. Don't don't listen to the other show, please. Oh, ruin the illusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been a podcaster for a while now. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who either is thinking about getting into it, uh, who got into it and they're looking for advice on how to move forward? What what advice would you give to podcasters? Honestly, the only advice I can give someone is just if you have an idea, just do it. If you have you have a cell phone, if that's all you have right now, that's perfect. That's all you need. Just do it. This world is literally starving for 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 creativity and it's starving for fun ideas and good things and you know, I, I never in a million years thought that our little show about 80s television would result in listeners from across the country writing us music and and songs and just things like that but it's just you just got it you just have to do it like we had so much anxiety about starting back in you know 2016 you know i listened to our first episode a couple months ago and i mean it was it was terrible it was i I mean it was just utter garbage there was nothing the sound was off the volume was too low we didn't sound like we were even ourselves you just have to just find a starting point and go with it you will evolve as a podcaster and you will evolve as a host and as a person you know it took us three years to figure out the right formula to make our podcast happen you just you just have to you just have to kind of just jump in feet first and go for it that's the that's the best advice i can give guys only two years to go exactly (laughs) i was gonna say we it took us 20 episodes to finally get something good 
<laughs> wait, we've done something good? <laughs> no, wait, what episode? I wouldn't go that far. We're on episode 17 right now. Okay, okay. Episode. so yeah, yeah. episode 20. Two more to go. Two more to go. And it's not tonight, that's for sure, so... <laughs> Dave, I'm wondering how, as a as a stan of '80s um, television, I'm wondering how you feel about this kind of like resurgence of um, '80s television now being produced, like Stranger Things, like this homage to to the '80s, and everyone's getting all nostalgic yeah. and lunch boxes and you know all this stuff coming back. What do you think? So it's funny. So we've talked about this before on on the show. So I, I'll be honest. I've only seen two episodes of Stranger Things. I, I was not a fan of it. I I, I appreciate that they were recreating this era of time and I think it's it's a great thing but I just I, I never really got into that show thank you Nate I appreciate that um Nate I'm gonna give you a uh, I'm gonna give you an alpha circuit for that one so I'm taking 50 <laughs> points away from you you want to be careful what what gestures you make at our guests um uh. you know I appreciate I appreciate the efforts that people are going into but I just feel like trying to recreate that era of time is is so difficult and it's it's very rarely done and i'm trying to think of the last time i can remember something like something so good thinking about like man they really nailed i know stranger things really nailed that era i'm just not a fan of it specifically Mm. um but it's it's interesting to see what different types of creators and directors are are going for to recreate and i think this this sudden like surge of shows and movies from the 80s like what's the one that just that just hit uh cobra kai this resurgence of the you know the classic 80s film into this really highly successful tv show i think is great and i i think i love cobra kai i think it doesn't happen as often as people are hoping it it happens specifically and it's it's not it's sad to watch it just because you know i think we all grew up watching that stuff and just having these memories of seeing these things on tv or maybe maybe everybody i don't know how old everybody is in here but sorry sorry i gotta i'm gonna excuse myself (laughs) 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 from this conversation i'm halfway in the game i do have to say like that last episode of macgyver when they revealed his name it was the last episode right anyways that episode was i remember like my family around the tv it was a cliffhanger it was like a three-part or something yeah yeah yeah. killed me because if you miss it in the 80s you miss it you can't watch it again you if uh, you didn't have your if you didn't have your vcr program for that specific that was it you were done you could maybe Maybe you get it in summer reruns, yeah. but um, that was one of my top ten favorite episodes Ugh. of the whole series. When MacGyver, he was knocked unconscious and he woke up in medieval times, and yes! he and and he and Merlin had to figure yes. out who it was. And that's when you found out that his name was like burned into the into the stone behind him, and you could only see it with a mirror in only yeah. in the only way MacGyver could. It was classic, absolutely. Yeah. And his name was Angus. Angus, yes, my brother's name. That's awesome. My brother was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Is it me? What's interesting to me about a kid growing up in that time period is like when I watched Stranger Things, I saw myself at 10 years old in my friend's basement playing Mm D&D. It was like that year. So to me, it was the only show that I've seen in a while that actually captured what it was really like, minus demons and government conspiracies, but what it was really like to be a kid in the 80s. Um, And I haven't seen a show like that. So I'm wondering if it's too hyper-focused into that Gen X mindset, like if it's just too hyper-focused into that audience. 
but it's more of a of a statement than a question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will say one one thing that my favorite thing about Stranger Things that kind of blew me away was the fact that they had a character named Steve that was actually cool. Uh, oh that yes, that's actually never happened before in uh, <laughs> cinema or television. So that was very very cool. I was gonna say that yeah. must be the one that Bob related to because all the luscious hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need that Steve. Joe right is now. a nice kid. <laughs> um, oh, shout out to Joe. Joe Gary's yeah. a nice kid. Yeah. Um, so that's the time we have uh, for the interview. So join us when we return for our Steam Pop Quiz and Lie Lie Again only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are in last place is myself with zero points. Next we have Steve with 650 we have Molly with 850, Nate with 950, and in the lead is Marie with 1,200. Killing it. Money. Indeed. Big belt buckles. It is time for our second pop quiz. This pop quiz is from the head of steam, Professor Nate Green. What do you have for us, Nate? Yes, well... Being a professor of STEAM, I thought I would bring in a famous American scientist who once said, Roads, we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> and then the DeLorean began to drive out of sight, and the only thing left behind was Colonel James Rhodes, who quietly sobbed alone there on the street. Oh, why does nobody need James Rhodes? So now that that story killed some time, Great. awesome reading. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ponder that before I go to bed. Before, uh, before a me- mechanical clocks were invented with spinning hands, what words were used to describe the directions of clockwise and counterclockwise? Does this have anything to do with um, the story you just told? It has some, yeah, time, time travel, time DeLorean, and I killed time with a stupid story. <laughs> yeah, I thought it had something to do with James Rhodes. No, no, no. I was just, I was killing time. We're talking about clocks, counterclockwise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and if you're not in the U.S., it's not counterclockwise. It's uh, anti-clockwise. Um, but yeah, so before clocks and, and moving hands, what words were used and why? Um, Steve. Uh, so uh, before clocks were the standard thing to tell time, a lot of people use sundials and things like that. But one of the most common things mm-hmm. people used to check kind of the time of day was actually uh, their penis. Um, now, you can kind of have a <laughs> sense of the time of day. I know, I know. So obviously, 
you know it's morning because your penis is erect. Um, that's a that's a good first sign. Um, that's how you know it's it's breakfast time. Basically, that's what the cavemen used to to tell time. And throughout mm-hmm. the day, it would kind of you know shift. And by bedtime, it was it was limp and floppy. Uh, <laughs> this is all gonna get cut, isn't it? Uh, anyway, so the, the word of course was cockwise and counterclockwise. Um, and they mm-hmm. kind of made it a little more PG uh, later on in life. Obviously, to you know, they just put an L in there to make it so you could say it in yeah. front of your kids. Uh, I have a follow-up oh, question. Oh, please, for you, yes, Steve. of course. <laughs> um, for those of us non-penis-bearing humans, how would I have ever told time? Do I have to find a right. a, a cock? Let me explain yeah. this to you. This is the only reason uh, men are relevant to this day. Uh, women would have dominated the uh, world a long time ago go. if they didn't need men to tell time. Okay. It, it's uh, the sad truth. Hmm. All right. Touche. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> We have a uh, That was a pro woman thing. I hope it came off that way. <laughs> it did. Good save. Good save. Good job, Steve. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about uh, Pop-Tarts in the morning and Limp Biscuits at night. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Bob, what what is your thoughts? <laughs> so... Um, the the terminology is actually based on the movement of the sun because prior to clocks you had no other reference it's why when we uh get up we orient ourselves orientation means to find east occident means west so east and west were the primary directions with the sun or against the sun so you traveled either sunwise or when the sun in the morning it showed off your shadow, so you either went sunwise or shadowwise. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's all about your sun. Um, yeah. And uh, Molly, what did they call counterclockwise and clockwise before clocks? Well, as Bob said, there were no clocks, um, so there wasn't really any reference to which way a clock was going. So basically, to tell a direction, they said, it's this way and uh, that way. <laughs> ah, yes. The very scientific, uh, this way or that way. This way um, or that way. Yeah. Yep. 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 Used a lot in Looney yep. Tunes cartoons. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Popular. Often. Bye. Yep. Which way did he go? This way or that this away? This way, that away. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. You, you just did it. Yeah. Sometimes they'd mix it up and their hands mm, across. That's um, and that's when confusion ensued and they decided that clocks needed to be invented so that they mm. could clarify directional. Yeah. The invention of yep. clock science. Um, yeah. Marie, uh, tell us a little bit yes. about your version of reality. Well, well, well time telling has been a thing the exist the entire existence of time um and so has natural <laughs> geography like rivers and upstream and downstream and things naturally flow downstream and it sort of goes against logic to go upstream so with the progression of time moving f- Clockwise, that would be downstream, and uh, counterclockwise would be upstream. Also, something you don't want to infer on clockwise. Right, yeah. upstream. No. Oh. You gotta yeah. be careful with that. Never cross the stream. Never cross Damn the stream. Damn it, Bob, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Convergence. 
so, so we got upstream, downstream. Um, and uh, I like that. Yeah, it's like if you don't have clockwise, counterclockwise, go with what you know. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to go from last to first again, because that's how I remember things, because that I'm old. Um, so uh, we have upstream, downstream from Marie, from Molly. We get uh, Disaway or Dataway. Um, mm-hmm. Bob, we get Sunwise and uh, Warmass. What was the other one? <laughs> Shadow. Shadow wise, I Shadow think wise. I said. I don't yeah. know. I wasn't listening. You know, yeah. Shadow wise. Shadow wise. Tolkien's wife yeah. called him as well as a pet name, and that's where he got <laughs> Sam Wise. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Steve, we have, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and there's a little Pop Tart. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then you got your little biscuit at night. Um, little. And, you know, Pop-tart. they called it uh, cockwise and, and anti cock, whatever. Uh, but in when the Neanderthals were out there, they didn't really have that MPAA rating. Um, no, no. So it was a flaccid response. He tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get to the points. Uh, before I give the real answer, uh, Davy, what what would you like to give away for um, for your eighties themed pointages? Nate, I gotta give you an alpha circuit and take fifty away because I used to like Pop Tarts. <laughs> oh, not anymore. <laughs> and now I can't I can't eat them ever again, and I, that makes me sad. If um, it makes it any if it least. if it makes it any better, I wanted to go with toaster strudel, but they're not quite as firm. That's that's a, no, that's that's a, that's a good point. No, no. Um, Steve, they do have cream on top. Steve. <laughs> you, I, I wasn't going to go there, but you went there. Here we go. Um, I'm ashamed. <laughs> Thoroughly ashamed. Steve, hey. you're get, Steve, you're getting a perm nice. for a hundred points Beautiful. because of the utter conviction in your story. Thank you, and uh, I really appreciated that, uh, Marie. I'm going to give you another leather jacket for three hundred points. Um, really, really Thank enjoyed you. the upstream, downstream, and and Molly. Because this is still how I tell time, I'm going to give you a glistening Trans Am for 500 points. Yes! <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Nice. Very nice. All right. So <laughs> we actually had somebody with half a correct answer. Um, oh. And Bob that Rice. would have been Bob. Uh, so, yes, the Sunwise. Uh, was one of the words. Um, uh, it was also referred to as diesel or uh, diesel, uh, which is from the Scottish Gaelic language. Um, That's what now, I put in my husband's Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, D-E-A-S-I-L. It's spelled a little bit differently. <laughs> um, and then for um, counterclockwise, or Counterclockwise, we have Windershins, uh, which uh, comes from the Latin word Dexter, which means right. Um, and this is, I got that wrong, it's clockwise. Um, I've been drinking a little. Um, <laughs> I haven't been, but I need an excuse. So diesel <laughs> comes from Dexter. Wittershins is anti-clockwise. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Headmaster. <laughs> yep. He knows everything. Um, but I, I that popped up in a, a little piece of trivia thing. I'm like, that's kind of cool. So I wanted to share it yeah. with you all. Thank um, you. All right. Thank you. I had a pet rat growing up called Wittershins. 
Of course yeah. you did. Right. What, so, How long did you have the rat? Long enough to know that rats make great pets. About two years. I had rats too oh, as a kid. Cool. They're awesome. They'll sit on your shoulder. Yeah. Flap their tail around. It's great. No, very bad eyesight. They'll nip you because they think you're a peanut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they get tumors, which is really sad. All right. Yeah. Winter shins also so, when you go out in a snowstorm wearing knickers. Rats. That is yeah. true. Yes, Winter yes. shins right up to your throat. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> it's time for our like 30 seconds or less question. Dave, this, uh, this question is... Another hard-hitting question. All right, are you ready? I am. Let's do it. If this is too personal, we understand. How many cups of coffee, tea, or beverage of choice do you have each morning? Mm. Well, I actually, so I have a process. It's, 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 um, I have a process for everything. So I have a process for my coffee. So I usually get up at six thirty in the morning. I brew have my a first. Pop-tart. I have a pop tart. <laughs> I get out of, I get out of bed with my pop tart. Oh, I... <clears throat> I get out of bed with my pop tart. <laughs> And I, <laughs> I brew myself a cup of coffee. I get in the shower. I get myself ready. You know, I, I eat my pop tart in the shower uh, because then it gets all it gets wet and crumbly. Uh, the metaphors are getting confused here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get get dressed. Get, get myself ready for work. About seven thirty, I have another cup of coffee before I leave the house. Go to work. Usually about mid-morning, sometimes after lunch, I'll have a cup in the afternoon, and then when I come home, I'll have a cup after dinner, and people think that's crazy that I drink a cup of coffee after 7.30 at night. In fact, I had a large cup of coffee just before I came down for this. Mm, smart. So usually, I'd You're say about three to four cups, three to four cups a day, I drink, I drink coffee. All right, Black, that makes sense. Cream, sugar? Uh, usually cream only. I don't do. I don't put sugar in my coffee. I don't. It's too sweet. We too, get too great sweet. coffee buddies. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You'd be coffee mates. Oh! Yes. We- <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Our next game is lie, lie again. So I'm going to read a weird or unusual fact about a select member of the faculty. The statement can be true, or it can be a lie. So. As you know from previous episodes, our visiting professor and fellow faculty members may question the subject to discern whether or not what they're saying is the truth or a lie. Either way, the subject must try to convince everyone else that the unusual fact isn't actually true. No matter how weird it sounds, they have to. So our statement is, uh, so we all know Steve. We all love our coach. We know that he's a performer. Uh, Steve's actually performed at a ton of events. And in doing so, he's met some pretty famous people. And this story is no different. One time, he met Patrick Dempsey at an event. And in pure Steve fashion, uh, pretended for several minutes not to know who he was. Isn't that right, Steve? That's exactly right. Thanks for uh, bringing it up, Bob. All right, so who has our first question for Steve? Where were you? Where'd you meet him? Yeah. Uh, an event in Portland. Um, what's the um, hotel across from the arena there? Holiday Inn by the Bay? Holiday yeah, Holiday, Holiday Inn by the Bay. It was kind of in the basement area where they do conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I met him. What was it for? It was some, I genuinely don't know, some sort of award ceremony thing. 
Um, Patrick Dempsey was there, some other relatively well-known people. And why uh, were was, you there? there was a show. There was a show. And, <laughs> yeah, why were um, you there? Thanks for thanks for that, Molly. Uh, <laughs> I want to know if you got an award. <laughs> no, I did not get an award. No, I was the I was part of the entertainment. There was a show. There was also pre-show stuff, and I was doing some some like interacting with the audience. And I was there with <clears throat> EP Bird, which I don't know if you guys know them. They're the Coca Mentos guys out of Buckfield, uh, mm-hmm. Fritz and Steven. And um, they were part of the show. So I was there kind of um, like playing with the experiments with guests, basically. All right. Any other questions? What did you talk about with Patrick Dempsey? There we go. What did you say? What did you talk about with Patrick Dempsey? So, uh, so the person I was working next to uh, saw Patrick Dempsey coming over and um, was just like, no, you you have to talk to Patrick Dempsey, basically. <laughs> like, they were too nervous to talk to him. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll talk to Patrick Dempsey. So he comes over and um, I'm just, I know it's Patrick Dempsey, obviously. Um you know, there's like there, his face is on all the posters for the events, and there's like uh, a full size cardboard cutout of him. You know, it's just like this whole event like around him. It's kind of creepy in a way. And then he, there he is, of course. And I'm like, oh hey, I'm just you know working with some of the experiments. I'm like, hey, how are you? You know, like um, where you're from, basically. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm from Buckfield. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're from Buckfield. I'm from South Paris. And uh, so we kind of talked about like the um kind of the the relationship between those two towns and kind of their rivalry and all that so i talked to him for probably 10 minutes his you know uh, his son was like playing with some of the experiments and stuff what who was the person that you were standing with that was too embarrassed to talk to patrick dempsey um i don't remember i don't Mm -hmm. remember the name to be honest it was somebody like um you know, I got hired by the Epi Bird guys to do it and whoever one of the other people was. I don't know them personally, sorry. How did it end? How did how did uh what was it you like saying, Okay, you, Mr. Dempsey, whoever you are, peace out. South Paris <laughs> rules, like how did that end? <laughs> yeah, basically. I threw some South Paris gang signs and uh, that was kind of enough <laughs> to scare him off. No, he like he stood there and chatted for a while while his son was like um playing with the it was like ice cubes and and glasses and like finding ways of like flipping ice cubes into glasses and uh his son was playing with that i think basically once his son got bored they they walked off and uh that was the end of the conversation all right any other questions for steve dave do you have any questions no (laughs) okay (laughs) when was this Uh, yeah when um 2014 okay something like that in the fall i don't know I don't know. Right. So you were not of drinking age yet. I don't think you were I just was. a baby. I think I was baby was Steve. A baby. Yeah, a little baby Steve. Oh. Uh, no facial hair. Probably had more hair on my head though. Um, simpler times and um, hairier times. Hairier times. Yeah. I what did I don't you think? I was drinking was, age. That's a good question. Did you perform on the actual stage, like for I don't the think full so. audience, I don't or think was just I, like a pre-show? I don't think I was part of that. Um, I think I just did the pre-show stuff. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. you know my memory. So spotty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Nobody can deny that. All right. Any other questions for Steve? How do you do? You feel? How do you feel about that tactic? Is that the right way to approach a celebrity? Just pretend you don't know them and just have a genuine conversation? Or yeah, that's what I would it. do. Okay. Probably. Know, it just seemed yeah. like the right thing to do. That's how I appreciate it when yeah. people talk to me, at least. Right. I know. I'm trying just to treat just, me like a regular. When person. my fans come up, you know, I just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> when I approach people, nobody knows me. 
<laughs> All right, Steve. All right, so mm. yes, you, you've heard the questions. Oh, do you have a question? No. Or Molly, she just no? wanted okay. to say my name in an intimidating voice. Say my name. Say my, say name. my name. In an intimidating All voice. All right, so you've heard the questions. Now let's hear your conclusions. Nate, is Steve telling the truth? Or is he telling a lie? Oh, God, I want this to be a lie because it seems like something that you would make up, Bob. But I also know that Steve is kind of Steve will take any job if it's offered to him. He'll take it. And and especially in 2014, you know, he's probably oh, yeah. just starting out and uh, this would probably be a big one for him. So I think he yeah, I think it's the truth. All right, Marie, what's your answer? Oh, man. <sighs> oh, um, yeah, okay. So I think that I think that Steve did this show. I think that Patrick Dempsey was there. Um, but I think he's lying. All right. He's, Molly, what's your lying. call? You think he's lying? All right, Steve. All right. <laughs> I think I think this is tough. I think there's a lot of play here. Yeah. I think yeah, there is. I th- you yeah. know, Pat- Patrick D, he comes into Lewis to love for like Dempsey Challenge, Dempsey Center, stuff like that. I wonder what would be he happening at Portland, unless he's like doing a fundraiser there. I bet there was some sort of show that you were at. But I think you're lying. I think it's a lie. <gasps> Beak. All right. A lie for Molly. Dave, what's your call? You know, I have to I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that I think this is a lie. And I'm I'm gonna base this on my own personal experience with celebrities. I've mm-hmm. met three celebrities in my life, and I remember every single facet of the of every moment that I have that I met and interacted <laughs> with the celebrity. And I and I don't know anything about Steve's memory, but it just seemed like his his memory was a little too shady and a little too unclear to remember his interactions with Patrick Dempsey. I'm gonna I'm gonna go lie. All right, so we have Nate with the truth, and then three lies. Steve, I, what's yeah, the story? Go, yeah, go on. If if Patrick Dempsey was a roller coaster, I would be on. I would agree with David. <laughs> <laughs> See, I remember everything about roller coasters. Yes. I, however, do not remember everything about meeting celebrities because that right. story is one hundred percent true. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well done, Dave. How would you like to score? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give everybody a perm for this for this nice. one for this round. Everybody gets a hundred points. All right, everybody how long until gets a hundred. So how long until you Nate can shower? Is, I have so many perms yeah. now. <laughs> Nate's finally up to where he was three <laughs> segments ago. Before I got all right. So <laughs> all right, so. That changed the board. Our yeah. scores are, I'm in last place with zero points. Next, we have Steve with 850 points, Nate with 1,000, Molly with 1,500, and in the lead is Marie with 1,600 points. Whoa. Join us Whoa. when Whoa. we return <laughs> for our halftime. That's big money. That's huge. Nail Join us when we return with our halftime with Coach Steve and Mask Charades, only on Balderdash Academy. Go Dashers! Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> wow, that's a close game. Meanwhile, during the break. One of my favorite songs that I heard in college 
I was eating at an Indian restaurant for my birthday, and there was this um, Bollywood remix of the Knight Rider song with like Indian sitar like and lyrics over it and it is the dopest thing i've ever heard and i can't find it yeah well that sounds amazing it was so dope it was on a cd i had so mm. moments later guys i found it wait did you really uh yeah. punjab mc knight rider banga yeah yeah let's play the can i share my sound yeah i'm sharing you now let me uh this song is All right, you're so allowed. Moments later, with music playing that we left out to avoid a copyright strike. Yeah, I'm picking this up after. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's, that's you're all very this. welcome. Thank you. Do right I get any right. points for that? You know, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to turbo boost you on that one. Yes. Wait, we, we can't do off, off, air, off air points. It gets very confusing. Listening is cool and all, but watching gives you so much more. See the players' real-time reactions, flub-ups, and all the snark that intern Alan Smithy can dole out on the running commentary. Only at Balderdash Academy's YouTube channel. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are... I am in last place with zero points. Next, we have Steve with 850. Nate with 1,000, Molly with 1,500, and Marie with 1,600 points. Yo! <laughs> it is now time for our halftime with Coach Steve. Yo, what's Coach? happening? Guys, what do you have guys, for us? Guys, guys, tonight's a fun one. Um, this, <laughs> this was... This came about late last night, um, this idea. So I, I hope this works as well as um, my intoxicated brain thought it would. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's see. So I have titled this sh this uh, this game game name or Steve's brain. All right. And here's how this works. The game is simple. Um, I'm going to take turns going around. Each of you are going to get a turn. I'm going to give you two names, okay? One of them is the actual name of a professional athlete. And the other is a name that I made up last night after having a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Each contestant will get, let's see, um, I think four or five opportunities to score, okay? And I'm just going to tally up your scores, but really at the end. Dave can can give you whatever he believes you're worth. Okay, so your points really don't matter from me. Um, at the end, we'll tell you your points, and then yeah, exactly. All right, so you guys get it. Basically, I'm going to go around, give you two names. You just try your best to identify the one that is an actual professional athlete. Does that make sense, everyone? Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Are you it's going to be great for Marie and I? Game name or Steve's brain? All right. Yeah. Woo. This is where the dramatic music kicks in right now. So we're going to start with Bob. Are you playing as well? I am. Okay, great. Now, Dave, um, you can either play or you can just watch. Um, what, what are you What are you feeling right now? I'm gonna I'm gonna spectate for this one. Okay, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, just imagine some dramatic music with like a heartbeat. Dum 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 dum. We're gonna start with like Bob. maybe some Bollywood Knight Rider. Bob. Question one. Yes. Which of these people, person, which of these people is a professional <laughs> Which of these athlete? persons? 
Is it okay. Barcavius Mingo or is it Seth Loser? One of these is a professional football player. Is it Barcavius Mingo or Seth Loser? I really want it to be Mingo, so that's what I'm going for. Bob is going with Barcavius Mingo, and that is correct! One tally mark for Bob. We're going to go right to Nate. Nate, which one is the real professional athlete? Is it Lance Sandals or is it Ron Tugnut? Which one of these plays professional hockey? Lance Sandals or Ron Tugnut? Ronnie Tugnut. Nate is going with Ron Tugnut, and he is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, one tally mark, one beautiful tally mark for Nate. Marie, you're next in the hot seat. Is it Richard Chubby Swinger, or is it Ha Ha Clinton Dix? Which one of these <laughs> is a professional football player? Is it Richard Chubby Swinger, or is it Ha Ha Clinton Dix? Pop-Tart? <laughs> I'm going with Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And you are correct, ladies and gentlemen. One beautiful card oh mark for Marie. Next up, we have. This game would not work if we actually watch sports. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, some of these are deep, 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 deep cuts. All right, Molly. Oh, God. Question is Who is the professional athlete? Is it Dick Trickle or is it Jesus Champion? One of these is a professional race car driver Dick Trickle or Jesus Champion? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, cripes. Um, uh, trickle, dickle, dick. You're going trickle. with dick trickle. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, Molly's going with dick trickle. She's <laughs> correct, guys. That was a perfect round. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Honestly, I'm impressed. All right, we're gonna go back to Bob. Bob, which one is a real professional athlete? Is it Peter Stroker? Or is it Meta World Peace? One of them is a professional basketball player. Is it Peter Stroker or Meta World Peace? I'm going to go Peter Stroker because it's funnier. Peter Stroker is incorrect. Oh. Wow. oh. I actually knew that right, one. Right, yeah, that's a more famous one. All right. So Meta. next up we have Nate. Nate is a real professional athlete. Iona Bush or Destiny Cooker? <laughs> one of them is a played USA <laughs> Olympic volleyball. Is it Iona Bush? Or Destiny Hooker. You are my density. I mean, my destiny hooker. Ooh, he's going with Destiny Hooker, and he is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Two tally marks for Nate. Next up, we have Marie. Marie, which one is is the real person? Is it Julius Juggs or is it Booby Dixon? One of these is a professional <laughs> football player. <laughs> Is it Julius Juggs or Booby Dixon? The fact that it could legitimately be either is what really matters here. Um, I'm just upset right now that I'm not procreating because these are all wonderful children's names. They are good. Um, I'm going to go with, ju with, with Juggs. Julius Juggs, Juggs is the real one. Marie, you were incorrect. Juggs. Oh, Damn so it. It was Booby Dixon, of course. Next up, we Booby. have Molly. Molly, which one of these is real? Is it Flapjack Stevens? <laughs> 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 so so these are funny. All right. Is it Flapjack Stevens or is it God Sham God? One of them is a professional basketball player. Is it Flapjack Stevens or God Sham God? 
Uh, Iona Bush is on The Simpsons. I wish one of these was too. Um, I don't know. Judging by your giggle, I'm going to go with the God Sham God. That is correct. God Sham God. Okay. I couldn't help but laugh at Flapjack Stevens. All right. <laughs> Nor can we. Uh, we're back to Bob. Bob. Which one's real? Is it Guy Wimper or Willie Stroker? Guy Wimper. Willie Stroker. You're going with Willie Stroker. You are incorrect. Bob only has one tally mark. Nate, is this person real or not? Willie Stroker. Willie Stroker is... Wait, which one did you say? You wanted Willie Stroker? Yeah. I said Willie Stroker. Okay, you're incorrect. It is Guy Wimper, of course. It is a question yeah. I need answered. <laughs> Willie Stroker, Steve. Guy Stroker? <laughs> <laughs> Really Depends on what it. time of day it is. Uh, Pop tart time. Which one is the real person? Is, the it, is it Jack Knopf or Gaylord Silly? Which one is a competitive runner? Jack Knopf or Gaylord Silly? Oh. Jack Knopf. Again, there's like the heartbeat sound effect in the background. I'd like to use a uh, phone friend, please. Yes, okay, you're phoning Dave. Dave, what do you think? Okay. <laughs> what, were they, what were they again? They were Jack Knopf or Gaylord Silly. Nate, the answer is Gaylord Silly. I'm going to go with Jack Knopf. Okay, Jack Final Knopf. answer. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh. Dave gets bonus points. Here we go. One, uh, can I go. can I give David a really cool red turtleneck real quick for that correct answer? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> as long as it's not a dicky, we're fine. Yep. All right, no so. dicky, just an actual <laughs> red turtle. Perfect. All right, Marie, you're next with, which one is the real football player? Is it Dick Shiner or Frank Wiener? Dick Shiner or Frank Wiener? There's a lot of dick jokes in here. It's that kind of episode. Sports. It sure is. Sports and balls and sports. Um, There's a lot of dicks uh, in sports. I'm going to go with the second one. Not uh, Shiner. Frank Wiener. Frank Wiener. Murray, you are incorrect. That is, of course, Wiener. Uh, we have Molly up next. Which one is a real English footballer? Oh, is it Anthony, Philip, David, Terry, Frank, Donald, Stanley, Jerry, Gordon, Stephen, James, Charlie, Oatway? Or is it Donnie McDonald? Wow. <laughs> is it Anthony, Philip, David, Terry, Frank, Donald, Stanley, Jerry, Gordon, Stephen, James, Charlie, Oatway, or Donnie McDonald? Oh, man, it'd be hard to okay. Spanish. Stephen and Charlie were both in that name, Molly. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's my, that's, my, that's my lifeline right there, and I'm going to go with the other one. You're going with Donnie McDonald? Donald McDonald. All right, Molly. I you, could be wrong, Molly. You are incorrect. It is, of course. <gasps> Sorry. Anthony, Philip, David, Terry, Frank, Donald, Stanley, Jerry, Gordon, Stephen, James, Charlie, Oatway. <laughs> wow. Mean so, parents. Oh, my God. So sorry. Uh, let's see. Do you want they to didn't want to more? anger any friends. They're like, we'll name them after all of you. Literally. Um, Bob, do you want to do one more round, or, or are we good on time? Do you want to no, let's here? do one more round. One let's more round. Unamas! <laughs> all right, who's up next? Bob is up next. We've got... I am up next. Another dick joke. Aren't you excited? Bob, is it... Shocker. Is, is this uh, NFL player Dick Felt or Richard Touchy? 
Dick Felt or Richard Touchy? Which one played professional The football? subtleness of Richard Touchy is what I'm going for. <laughs> Bob is going with Richard Touchy. And he is... Not to be confused with the suppleness of Richard Touchy. <laughs> uh, Richard Touchy is incorrect. It was, of course, Dick Felt. Oh. Hey, I'm nothing if not consistent. Oh. <laughs> Nate, we're on an NBA player now. Okay, are you ready? Feeling good. Is this, I feel like I'm on an a real NBA, player. NBA player. Is it Bull Bull? Or Robert A. Robertson? Bull Bull or Robert A. Robertson? Uh, isn't Robert A. Robinson the new Batman? I'm going to go with Robert A. Robinson. <laughs> okay. Nate, you're incorrect. It is, of course, Bull Bull. Ah. All right. Um, let's see. Marie. Yes. Your, your two people are, of course, Ben Dover and Rod Spittle. One of these played <laughs> professional golf in the PGA Tour. Is it Ben Dover or Rod Spittle? That would be Rod Spittle. There, Marie, you're correct. Marie's got two tally Thank marks. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have Molly. Molly, which one is the real person? Is oh, it goodness. Larry Buttocks or a Harry Colin? <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Unfortunate for football. Is it Larry Buttocks or Harry Collins? <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Oh, poor individual. His favorite uh, shake is barium. Oh. <laughs> um, Harry Colin. You're going with Harry Colin. That is, of course, correct. Oh, right. no. Nice job, Molly. <laughs> Here we go. And we're going to do a quick final round. Bob, Chubby Hammer or Fat Lever? Professional basketball player. Chubby Hammer or Fat Lever? Chubby Hammer. Chubby Hammer is incorrect. It is, of course, Fat Lever. Nate. I am consistent. <laughs> Bob's got one correct so far. Nate, is it Jeremy Sprinkle or Bubba Flonk? Which person played professional football? Jeremy Sprinkle or Bubba Flonk? I'm going to go with Bubba Flonk. <laughs> that is incorrect. All right, Marie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> is it Frank Francisco or Lawrence Los Angeles? Which one played Major oh League God. Baseball? Frank Francisco or Lawrence Los Angeles? Um, I actually know of Frankie Francisco, um, so I'm going to go with the other one. You're going with Lawrence the Los, Los Angeles. The Los Angeles one. That yeah. Is, that yeah. is, of course, incorrect. You should have gone with the other Damn one. Damn it. Awesome. <laughs> and his parents should have named him Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Sam Francisco. Very good, Bob. And last but not least, we have Molly. Molly, you're currently in the lead, and nothing you can do will change that. But which one is the actual <laughs> professional basketball player? Is it Contavious Caldwell Pope or Chusty Chester Wimper? <laughs> you're going with Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah. Okay, that is correct. Molly, four tally marks, Molly. ladies and gentlemen. Final score, Bob, one tally mark, Nate and Marie with two tally marks, and Molly, of course, knows her sports trivia with four. Dave, how yeah. would you like to score? <laughs> I'm going to give I'm – gi- <laughs> I'm, <giving, laughs> I'm giving everybody an oversized belt buckle. Y'all getting 200 <laughs> nice. points on that one. Well Thanks. done. <laughs> All right. That was fun. All right. That was good. 200 each. I am now on the board. So, um, (laughs) moving on to our next 30 seconds or less. Are you ready for this one? Yes. 
<laughs> so, why can't you have the birds and the bees conversation with a cat? I don't write them. I just read them. Because Why can't you have the birds and the bees convo with a cat? Mm. Because the cat is renowned for not only killing the bird, mm. but also running away with the bee whilst killing the cat. <laughs> yes. That's, the, that's it right there. That's a pretty damn good close answer and i'm gonna give it to you hey um it's they're obsessed with the birds that's why it's important yeah. to spay or neuter your pets as yeah. the author of this question wrote cats are assholes Do you guys... but they're cute yeah so it's okay oh, that's true <laughs> do you want me to ask uh, the expert back here yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey ramona ramona <laughs> you... ramona yeah she's an asshole <laughs> Oh, no, no, glare. I don't know if you guys can see that. Like, I gotta be glare. honest with you, Steve. That's the same look that my daughter gave me when I tried. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> our points are I am in last place with 200 points. Next, our visiting professor has 600, followed by Steve with 1,500, Nate with 1,200, Molly with 1,700, and Maria's in the lead with 1,800. But I messed up the count originally, so Molly will be doing tonight's mask charade. She gets an extra 100 points. Because she's so good at it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And this is an excellent way to figure out, does doing the mask charade actually count against you? This is Mm -hmm. a great experiment. Molly, you are now the Mm -hmm. guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) seems about right all right so our next game is mask charade dave sent his favorite movie to in this case molly molly will then play a game of charades with his movie as the topic the rest of the faculty will don blindfolds and try to guess the movie based on my poor description of molly's Charades, are we ready? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. You may begin. It's a movie. Three words. Second word. She's reaching up above her. She's reaching up with both hands. Hmm. Nope, she isn't. She's checking something small. She's smelling something. No, she's not doing that. <laughs> she's lifting her hands up over her head. And now she's lifting them side to side. It looks like she's measuring something almost. Mac and no, now something stinks. Hey, uh, she has measure. her fingers up. She's bouncing. She's cool. Thumbs up. Peace. Saturday night fever. Victory. Oh. All right. She's bowling. Bowling for college. She's big back and forth. Yes. Oh, yeah. This was big. Dang it. Such a good movie. Bowling. That was it. Nice job, Molly. Yeah, bowling. 
All right. Yep. So, does Dave abide? What's the points? How would you like to score? I, I'm thoroughly impressed. I when I I started typing it in and to send her the to send her the movie, I'm like, oh man, what is that was that was very impressive, Molly. I'm I'm gonna give you <laughs> nice Molly. Job, I'm gonna Molly. give you I'm gonna give you a red turtleneck on that one. Wow. I'm gonna give you 400 <laughs> points. Whoa. And. Yeah. You know, that's it. I'm sticking with that. 400 points for Molly on that one. Nice. Absolutely. All right. That never happens. That was was impressive. As a recap, our scores changed. We have myself in last place with 200, followed by Dave with 600, Steve with 1,050, Nate with 1,200, Marie with 1,800, and in the lead, we have Molly with 2,000. 100 points. Wow, look at that dance. Well done, champ. So join us when we return with a pop quiz from Home Ec and Wellness and Technically Correct. Only on Balderdash Academy. Go, Dash! <laughs> <laughs> we All Have a Story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Hello, I'm Leonard Kimball. I'm Nick Gordon. We're comedians and we love talking comedian things. And we figured you wanted to hear that. Together, we host a podcast called Comedy Think Tanked. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and our website, comedythinktanked.com. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. Our points are, I am in last place with 200 points. Next, we have Dave with 600, Steve with 1,050, Nate with 1,200, Marie with 1,800, and in the lead, our champion, Molly McGill with 2,100 points. Well done. So it's time for our final pop quiz of the night. This pop quiz is from the professor of home ec and wellness, Professor Marie Stewart Harmon. Marie. Hello, fellow (laughs) faculty members. Um, I usually come to you with some sort of conundrum, some life experience that I've had where I've I've come up with some effective results. a few years ago, I was at a lovely bachelorette party. Um, we were at an Airbnb, and my oh-so-sober friends decided to um, have a fire in a metal trash can. Yeah, you can see where this is going. Um, the uh, the We were at an Airbnb, so my concern was about the, the, the safety of the location that we were staying in. The um, full-of-fire metal trash can quickly fell over, and I, without thinking otherwise, lifted it up and put it back upright with my bare hands. That's a long one. Within moments, <laughs> my fingers were swelling to twice the size of the size that you see them are now, and they're not very large to begin with. Um... The first thing I did was to go inside and just run some cool, not cold, cool water over them. But my God, they burned. They burned so bad I could hardly move or, or like bend them. Um, so if you found yourself with burnt fingers and hands um, 
and you are just in a kitchen, perhaps at a bachelorette party where everyone's drunk and no one with, can take uh, you anywhere. Punch drunk love. Um, <clears throat> what would you have done with perhaps what you might find in your home? Um, Molly, you seem perplexed, and you have mom skills. Um, and so I'm looking at you, mom skills. What would you yeah. have done if, say, your friend burnt their hands? Okay, well, uh, well, I have two answers. Is that fair? Because in your particular sure. circumstance, what I would yeah. do is just stick my hands in the Mai Tai and just kind of let okay. them marinate <laughs> in yep. the alcohol, yep. which is going to really just reduce the swelling and really just suck the and pain blister juice out of there. Wow. Yeah, and pain. Yeah. Drunk hands wow. feel great. Um, however, if you are not at a bachelorette party surrounded by vats of alcohol <laughs> and you're just home alone, what I would suggest doing would be to take your hands and stick them under your armpits and just squeeze. Now, Hold you, them. yeah, we, we all know that, um, some of us sweat more than others. And so the moisture <laughs> that happens under your armpits is actually going to be awesome. soothing. Um, it's kind of like when you put in uh, eye drops in your own eye. Um, it's it's like recycling your own body juice to rejuvenate Got and uh, <laughs> your own body juice. Body juice. Put that on yeah, a t-shirt. Balderdash Academy. Recycling your own body juice. That's right. Love it. Love it. Um, um, nope. Nate, what would what would you have done? Oh, hello, Kitty. <laughs> Kappa. Hi. You just had a Kappa. Uh, Cats are assholes. Yeah, that was full on cat asshole. Um, Nate, sorry yes. that the cat stole your thunder there. No, no, it's fine. What would what would you do? I'm going to go to the cat next. Well, I mean, you said you were at an Airbnb, so I feel like the answer is uh, kind of obvious. Uh, what you want to do is you want to cool off the hand. Um, some people would think about putting like a, a heat, uh, like a gel, a fi like a antibiotic or something on them. But you don't want to do that. It traps in the heat. Um, but mm -hmm. fat works. So what you do is you get a piece of bologna per finger and you wrap it around each finger. So you got bologna fingers. Um, mm -hmm. and then if it's spread down to your palm, you don't want to use bologna on your palm. You just get a nice salami. It can be a hard salami, Genoa salami, mm. something like that. Put a salami there and a salami here. And then the key to hold, holding everything together, um, you don't want to use rubber bands because it's too constricting. What you want to do is eat the banana, eat a banana for the potassium. It's going to help your cramps. Um, and then use the banana peel to fashion uh like you tie it off so that way it got holds it. the salami palms there and you got your there bologna are. fingers my a bologna has a first name it's it. second degree burns salami, <laughs> salami palms, palms and and what was the other one <laughs> bologna fingers uh, bologna fingers salami bologna palms fingers and bologna fingers and wrapped in a banana palms. peel which yeah, is the yeah. little known limp biscuit hidden album <laughs> oh bob what would you do if you burn your hands so bad which I do all the time. If you guys remember last year, I came to a show with a four inch burn from a grill on my arm. Yes, that was crazy. Um, no scar. Hashtag no scar. Um, so <laughs> the first thing you do is get it under cold water. You want to get it cool. You want to get it clean. As cold water as you can possibly handle. A bag of peas helps. 
And then after a while, you're just sitting there with this food on you and you're like, I got to improve my situation. So what I would do is reach for our favorite staple, an answer that you brought up before in your quiz, uh, Professor. And that is reach for that good old egg substitute, mayonnaise. Mm. You just lather on, lather on some Hellman's on the blister. And the next thing you know, Mm -hmm. you may not heal yourself. But you'll feel better and be very, very rich. <laughs> Little stick slimy, maybe. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Steve, what mm. would your cat do if your <laughs> hands were burnt? I don't know about my cat, but yeah. Marie, I, I, I can tell you what you should have done. All right. Now, okay. you guys Thank all know you, me. I'm, I try to be an optimistic person. I try to think if, if you have something bad happening in your life, how can you make that be something advantageous, right? Well, I think in your scenario, with your swollen hands, you should have immediately called your agent. Because um, actually, believe it or not, a huge market right now is inclusive hand modeling. Now, all modeling oh. is trying to be more inclusive these days. And they found that cartoon characters aren't feeling well represented by hand models. They see pictures of rings and gloves, and they don't fit like they would fit on a cartoon character's hands. So all these sad cartoon mm-hmm. characters looking at their large hands feeling very sad. So that's where you come in. You are going to be a hand model that can kind of make the world a better place for these sorts of people. And I, I think that would be a good way to kind of twist around. you got these swollen hands. How can you take advantage of it? And that's what you should have done. Called I'll your wrap- agent representation for the swollen hands community i appreciate that steve very inclusive um david these have been very very Mm. answers um (laughs) and i i would love to tell you i will i will recap for you what Mm. each one of our very smart and talented faculty faculty members would do Molly um, feels that recycling your own body liquids, sending it right back in, sending that sweat, get that sweat, sweat juice all over those blisters and and bring it right back to the source. Um, Nate, we've got bologna fingers and a salami ham sandwich um, wrapped in a banana peel. Um, We've already learned about how banana peels can be very, very effective. Um, So you're you're not you're on to. Something there, Nate. It's a something. Um, Bob, um, yes, cool water, clean it, get it as clean as possible. You said a bag of peas. I'm not quite sure if you meant frozen peas or not. I'm going to assume you meant frozen peas. Get that cold compress on there. Um, And then once the food's gone, slather that mayo right on. Mm. Slather it right on. Yeah. Um, And then Steve had no actual real solution for my pain, but Mm-mm. did have a, um, a money-making opportunity on the pipeline there. Exactly. So these have all been really, really um, answers. So David, how would you award pointage here? Okay, so I'm going to give Steve a turbo boost. So Steve's going to get 50 mm-hmm. points because I, I appreciated the money-making scheme on, on, on the hand modeling. Um, nice. mm-hmm. Molly is going to get a perm. Um, just because I, I don't know how many times she said body and blister juice, but it mm-hmm. was enough to warrant a perm. <laughs> not enough, <laughs> honestly. Not en- clearly not enough. Uh, Na- uh, Nate. Damn it. Nate's going to get a belt buckle because, um, uh, salami hands is something that I, 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 I actually, it's, it's a game in our house that we play before dinner. Um, and actually, you know, Nate, I think you've, you've been part of that game before. So, uh, I'm going to give Nate a belt buckle for that one. All right. All right. That's that's very helpful. Um, 
All right, guys, I'm going to tell you what I did because I was not in a position to drive. I was in a state not near my doctor, um, and I was just trying to make the pain go away. I had been drinking, so I didn't feel uh, inclined to start taking pain medication. Um, and I was we sitting in the kitchen. We guessed the drinking when you grabbed a burning trash can. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's pretty clear. lifted it right up <laughs> off the ground without a care in the world. I was considering myself a hero in this moment. Um, I, I tried to cool them off as much as possible. And then I was just sitting at the little island in the kitchen, just feeling like my hands were on fire. Mm, they were. And one of the, they felt it was bad. Um, a, a fellow bachelorette party attendee who has a, um, who had a two-year-old son. The son is much older now. Um, she mentioned you know what? I ha I ate really spicy food the other day, and then I drank some milk, and it helped. I put my hands in a bowl of cream. I literally just rested my hands in a bowl of cold cream, like for the coffee the following morning. They were not pleased with me the next morning when there was no cream for coffee. Um, I I just rested my hands in that cold cream, and it actually made the burning sensation dissipate the blisters were still bad mm. but the pain had subsided so there is your health and wellness tip you get some second degree burns and you can't get to the hospital right away bowl of cold cream folks and the mm. kitties love it yep <laughs> <laughs> bowl of cold cream it is now but also time. call your doctor yeah. yeah, that's a biggie. Call your Don't doctor. Don't take my advice. Don't really take my advice. Call your doctor. That's all right. We got a, we got that spiffy new uh, warning for the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Do not, not get doctor. your medical advice from a comedy show. All right. Our next and final 30 seconds or less. I love that. All right. So. What is something people seem to misunderstand about podcasting? Mm. Something that people misunderstand a lot of the time when it comes to podcasting is that not all podcasts are funny. And that is living proof for anyone who has listened to the Night Rider years. <laughs> people think it's funny, but it's 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 probably the furthest thing from it. And in fact, we've encouraged people not to waste their 45 to 60 minutes listening to it. Uh, so I think that's a common misconception is people find pot. People think that podcasts are funny. Most of the time they're not. Uh, All right. Know yourself. Know yourself. I do. Know yourself. Yeah. 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 It's an important so skill. Our next game is called technically correct. I will read a description of a movie. That is technically correct. Our faculty member will all come up with an answer as fast as possible. And Dave will award points based on the answers he likes best. Mm -hmm. Movie number one. A man is continually awoken by a pair of strangers. Marie, what do you have? Uh, I'm uh, Rip Van Winkle. All right. Rip Van Winkle. Steve. I think this is Groundhog Day. With the, with the radio program. Mm -hmm. Groundhog's Day mm -hmm. and Molly. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> uh, weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and Nate, what That's do you wild. have? 
Uh, blank slate. Blank slate. All right, so we have, so which apparently Nate was woken up at the end of by two complete strangers. So <laughs> <laughs> we have Marie with Rip Van Winkle, Steve with Groundhog's Day, Molly with Weekend at Bernie's, and Nate with Blank Slate. The answer to a man continually awoken by a pair of strangers was somebody awoken by Sonny and Cher 10,000 times. It's Groundhog's Day. Yes. Wow. Steve is right. Nice job, Steve. Nice Dave, Steve. how would you like to score? Um, I'm going to give a I'm going to give a perm to both Molly and Steve because obviously Steve got the right answer, but I I actually was I was buying into Molly's response pretty yeah, I th- I like the weekend at Bernie's response. I thought that could have worked very very well. Um so uh per, uh perm for both of them. A perm for each. Has anybody seen the movie Blank Slate? Nope. No. Yes. no. Okay, good. I didn't know right. that was a film. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what was on your mind. <laughs> Me nope. too. I, that's why I wanted to ask. I wanted to know it's an actual movie. <laughs> you guys know this is a real movie, right? Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So our next question. A salesman misses the fine print and is punished for it. Steve, what do you have? A salesman? Who's this is really weird. Um, I'm going to go with Fantastic Mr. Fox, just because. Um... Fantastic. All right. Uh, Molly, what do you have? Uh, death of a Salesman. Death of a <laughs> <Okay>. Salesman, Nate. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Click. Click. All right. Good answer. Marie, what do you have? I'm I'm pretty sure that Will Smith sells vacuums in uh, the pursuit of happiness. Mm. Pursuit of happiness, Dave. Yeah. Do you want to take a shot at it? I saw your hand up. Uh that was more of my 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 thinking, my focused hand as I was mm. listening. <laughs> as I was Your listening focus to that's cool. This that's cool. My, no worries. My focus hand. Uh, I'll do a recap. Yeah. We have Steve. So a salesman misses the fine print and is punished for it. We have. Fantastic Mr. Fox from Steve, Death of a Salesman from Molly, Click from Nate, and Pursuit of Happiness for Marie. All of the answers were spoken. The actual (laughs) answer was the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. They do get him with that fine print on the business card. (laughs) How would you like to score? Uh, All right. So, Steve, you're getting another perm. Uh, I'm gonna give you another perm for that one, uh, Marie. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a belt buckle for yours. Belt uh, buckle. Mo- Molly gets another perm, and Nate, you get in a turbo boost for yours. All right. Yes. I don't know so, what I'm doing with. What am I doing with my hands? I'm boosting. <laughs> Look at me. I'm boosting. Ah. Our third movie description. It's a film about people who join the military because something is bugging them. Oh, dear God. Okay. People join the military because something is bugging them. <gasps> Molly, what do you have? Uh, army movies. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Nate, what do you have? Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Marie? Uh, I'm going to go with a bug's life. Bug's life. Oh, good answer. Steve, what do you have? Oh, um, I'm going to say edge of tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. 
Edge of Tomorrow, the film that couldn't figure out what it's named. Yeah, it so, still doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have, uh, for people who join the military because something in bu- is bugging them, we have Molly with Saving Private Ryan, Nate with Starship Troopers, Marie with A Bug's Life, Steve with Edge of Tomorrow. And the answer was Starship Troopers. <sighs> Nate, you knew that, David. How would you like to score? So, Nate, I knew the second that you and I—I'm giving you—you're getting a glistening Trans Am for that one. We were just, we were just like right here, 500 points for you. Wow! But I will. I'm also going to give. I'm going to give three turbo boosts to the three of you because I did appreciate. I could see the merits of every single one of your responses. I thought they were very well done. So three, three turbo boosts for each of you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. This is. (laughs) All right. All right. So last hour. Last. No. Movie. Yes. Are you ready? (laughs) All right. A... Uh, that's me. <laughs> that's All right, good. Me. I can't hear you still. Dead. Okay. Our last movie. Oh, God. A man vacations to a tropical paradise to forget about a cloud and meets his crush. But the timing stinks. What? A Say man vacations to a tropical paradise to forget about a cloud and meets his crush. But the timing stinks. All right. What? It's in the chat if you want to read it. Nate, what is your answer? I'm gonna... I... Uh, I'm gonna go with Joe versus the volcano. Oh, versus the volcano, Marie. What's your answer? What was that reaction? Um, um, <laughs> it was mine. Um. Oh. Um. Uh. Cast away. Cast away. Ma, uh, Steve, what do you got? Punch drunk love and Molly. Do short films count? A film is a film. Yeah. Okay. Well, they do win awards. Uh, Lava? Hmm. Lava. Mm. Great answer. Thank you. So, a man vacations to a tropical paradise, forget about a cloud, and meets his crush, but the timing stinks. We have Nate with Joe versus a volcano, Marie with Castaway, Steve with Punch Drunk Love, and Molly with Lava. So... Uh, one of us, many of us, suffered from a brain cloud because the answer was Joe versus the volcano. Wow. All right. What did I so, say? Joe versus the <laughs> volcano. You got it right. Nate nailed it. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. You got two yeah. right. I'm I was like, referring wait. to Marie and Steve. The funny thing is that oh. Marie basically said Joe versus a volcano light. <laughs> what did you with say? With Castaway. Right? Oh, Castaway, yeah. Castaway. I was so, imagining that Winston was his love affection. Winston? I, I, I feel Wilson. It. Wilson. But we heard what you Wilson. meant. Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. All right. So, Dave, how would you like Dick to Dick Trickle. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to give Nate and Marie each a belt buckle um, for the Tom Hanks love. Uh, love love those Tom Hanks movies. Uh, Steve, what was yours? <laughs> 
Punch Drunk Love. Yes, I'm going to give you another perm for Punch Drunk Love uh, because that is in my personal top 20 favorite films of all time. So well done. Mm. Absolutely. All right. So that leads us to tonight's moral. So after listening to what everybody said after the games that we all played on this cold winter's night, one thing is perfectly clear. If you hear a name that makes you chuckle inside like a 12-year-old middle school student, there's a pretty good chance they play sports. (laughs) All right, so... That's our game. Our points are I'm in last place with 200 points. Next, we have Dave, our visiting professor with 600, followed by Steve with 1,450, Nate with 2,150. Will Marie take it for win number four? Or will Molly break the record with her seventh win? Join us next week. No, I'm just kidding. I know. I was just going to say that. Join us next week. That would be a really good hook. Join us next season. Yeah, there you go. Do we not find out? (laughs) So Marie has 2,250 points. Molly is our seventh time champion with 2,450 points. Nice job, Molly. Well done. Well like done. The dick trickle of your time. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> trickle me. <laughs> so, Trick, Dave, trickle. thank oh, yeah, you. Trickle me. That's a t-shirt. Here we go. <laughs> Dave, thank you for being a visiting professor tonight oh. on Balderdash Academy. Thank you. Absolutely. All yeah. of Dave's podcasts are available in the link in the description. Go, like, subscribe to them, review them, check them out online. It's all right there. Uh, so, thank you for visiting Balderdash Academy. I've been your headmaster, Bob LeBlanc. Joining me has been coach of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, Steve Corning. Guys, I'll almost certainly win again, I promise. <laughs> 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 Professor of Steam, Nate Green. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Professor of Home Ec and Wellness, Marie Stewart Harmon. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) And our seventh time reigning champion, champ time seven, professor of English language arts, Molly McGill. I don't know how I do it, but I did it, and I'm not taking it back. (laughs) (laughs) We have options available if you'd like to support the show directly. We also have merch available if you want to show off your school colors. Links to everything are in the description or you can find us online at balderdashacademy.com Have a good night. (laughs) And go Dashers! Go Dashers! (laughs) (laughs) Watch us unravel as we get all up in the undercarriage and get stuffed with daddy issues. That's right. Our last bonus episode of the season is Sex With Me. See how they all fit together in this final bonus episode of Season 1, only on Balderdash Academy. (laughs) 
Now, now, don't weep. Yes, we've come to the end of season one. It is true, but we'll be back after a short sabbatical with season two and a new and improved format based on feedback from you, our treasured podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. In the meantime, get your fill of all the faculty and even curious characters around the school in town in Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge. Same Balderdash Academy channel. Same Balderdash Academy time. Well, okay, so it's not really the same time. You should just follow us and check us out on social media where we'll fill you in on everything you need to know about Teacher's Lounge and the upcoming season two. Only on Balderdash Academy. Mwah! Balderdash Academy was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Think Fish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2021, Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved.